Thank you for downloading the latest episode of the Indian Startup Show. Today, I chat to Anu Acharya. She is the founder and CEO of MapMyGenome. They're based in Hyderabad. So MapMyGenome is a startup engaged in developing genomics solutions to predictive diagnosis and prognosis using DNA testing. Uh, it's pretty cool, actually. The company raised $1.1 million in pre-season A funding around earlier this year. So we'll talk about how she got started, the state of the genome industry, what excites her most about the startup, and much, much more. Please enjoy the show. Hello, Anu. Uh, thanks for coming on the show today. Tell me a bit about my genome. Sounds interesting. So I guess as the name suggests, uh, we map people's genome. Okay. But uh, what we are doing is to uh, get people to actually understand um, or know, know themselves better okay. uh, by, uh, you know, by using genetics as a starting point. So we first take their simple, you know, a simple swap where yeah. we get their uh, genetic material, we uh, a- analyze their DNA. Mm-hmm. And we basically give them um, a report, which is called the Genome Patri, which is, you know, if you understood the the, the Hindi, there is a product, I mean, called Janam Patri, which yeah. is like the horoscope, right? Mm-hmm. And the reason we've created this is that we are not just looking at genetics as being the only reason, you know, only um, reason why you would have a particular disease or why you would be the way you are and so on. But to be able to use that as a basis, but then to correlate that with your family history and your lifestyle and your health history, to then say that, you know, what is it, what is your overall, what is the way that you can actually prevent disease from happening? Okay. Right. So, which means that, you know, you understand that, you know, let's say if you had an equation and you said, you know, there are certain things that are constants and certain things that are variable, then what you are, uh, what your genetics is, is your constants. Uh, and it's a good thing to know that because you then know what you need to do. To. What, what inspired you to do this? So uh, I've been in genetics for about 16 years. This mm-hmm. is my second startup. Um, so I was, uh, you know, we've been, uh, so there was a company before this that I founded called Awesome Bio. Yeah. And yeah. we were helping a lot of the large pharmaceuticals, uh, biotech companies, as well as cancer centers and others to actually help in some of their genomics research work or, or either in their uh, lab information implementations and various other things. So we, we were doing something that we call as a research as a service model. So in many ways, we are one of the earlier companies to even be involved in some of the genomic data submissions to the FDA and uh, looking at a lot of the pharmacogenomics information and, and all of that. Um, and while we were doing all of that, one of the things that people did not know in, in, uh, in India much was that you could actually use this uh, information not just to say whether you'll have a chromosomal abnormality, which I think is was starting to happen, yeah. but yeah. to be able to say, can you actually use this information to for every individual, whether they're healthy or, or having a disease, to, uh, to be able to live a much more, a more meaningful and a more healthier life, right? Mm-hmm. And I think that was uh, what uh, struck me. And uh, there were lots of things in terms of what actual events actually inspired me, but it, I think in many ways, what you do today is a cumulative, F, you know, learning of what you do over many, many, many years. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. for me, it was about saying, can you create something that, you know, if one out of six in in the world is an Indian, but we are, uh, we don't have information or we don't have uh, the genetics or to understand our own, uh, you know, why we behave in, in a certain way or why we have a particular predisposition to something. Um, then it's important that we, we do that because uh, otherwise a lot of healthcare and a lot of medicine is actually normalized to 
uh, a white Caucasian male, mm-hmm. uh, uh-huh. which you know many times we know that that is not necessarily how you know, different populations will react. So I think that was that was the starting point, and I think we are starting to build a lot of information about uh, the Indian genome. Mm-hmm. Why is it genome for those people who don't know? Um, basically, it's a collection of all the genetic, uh, the DNA and the information about it. That uh, So if you had to actually break it down, uh, every cell of our body contains genetic material. And if you looked at the DNA, um, you know, there, is, there are about 3.2 billion base pairs that make up our, um, you know, what, what we are made up of. And what we are studying is a small portion of that at this time. So you could either study the whole genome, you could study the whole uh, a part of the genome which would be uh, the functional part of the genome or you could study a certain segment of that. So there is you know, the 3.2 billion base pairs of the whole uh, genetic material what we are studying in terms of the genome but you are also looking at, uh, you know, you could be looking at each of these things individually and saying can I look at specific genes which we are currently, the human genome has about 30,000, 20 to 30,000 genes that are uh, available within the human genome. So okay. some people might study a certain gene. Uh, we would look at uh, what we call as either study the whole exome um, or we would look at um, the entire genome as well. But in, in the most common case, uh, in case of the regular genome patri that we sell, we would do a, a genotyping study on a, on a microarray platform. Interesting. Yeah. Can, can you share some stats then, uh, since you first started, how many people are actually using this, the platform? We, are, we still have a few, uh, we're still under 10,000 at this stage. Yep. Uh, but the plan is that uh, over the next three years, we get to uh, 100,000 samples mm-hmm. uh, and very quickly build up a repository of, of that information. I mean, what's been the most surprising thing so far on this journey in the last three years? No, I think it's a... It, the most interesting thing has been that the awareness level has gone up. So the first year was the most difficult year yeah. uh, in terms of because you spend more time and energy in educating than, um, than you do in, in actually seeing people actually want to do, you know, actually get their genome sequenced. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah. what you start, what we've started to see has been the, uh, the amount of awareness that has happened in the last three years. And I think we've, we've been able to play a fairly significant role uh, in that in India. Excellent. What does the law say about this? I mean, can can anyone do this? So, um, so for the for when you're doing, and we're doing a diagnostic. So we we are doing both diagnostics as well as progno, uh, as well as prognostics. Yeah. Uh, the law basically in most cases in most countries would, would basically have two things. If you're doing something for predictive uh, or a prevention, uh, then you need to make sure that if you're doing it on a healthy individual, for instance, uh, and the customer is doing it themselves then uh, you need to have a trained genetic or a certified genetic counselor who can explain that, right? So one of the things when we are doing our test also, one of the things we are doing is to extract meaningful information from a report is to have somebody actually interpret that report for you, mm-hmm. right? So when, when you get the first report for us, we, what we call as a genome patri, we would and we collect the information from their lifestyle and health history and all of that, a trained genetic counselor actually explains that report to them. And uh, post that, we give them specific recommendations in terms of what they can do to reduce the risk. But we say that this is something that you have to go to a medical doctor if you want real medical advice, right? So these are mostly, um, you know, lifestyle changes that we would recommend. But we would say that, you know, there are other tests that can be done. But in order to get to those tests, you go and see a doctor. Mm-hmm. So that is one um, uh, that we, we make sure that whatever we do is, is we explain to the consumer what this means uh, and what they can do as a next step, who do they go to see and, and all of that. The second thing is, um, I think in, in you know, 
uh, when you're doing a diagnostic, for instance, we would have a, a doctor recommend that test. Right? So they would actually prescribe that test. So if you're doing, let's say, um, you know, if someone is trying to diagnose a particular problem, whether let's say it's a neurological problem or let's say they are getting a breast cancer test, uh, the BRCA test done or, or any of that, then it typically comes with a doctor, rec- doctor prescribed or, or a genetic counselor prescribed um, test that is there. And I think that those are true in, in, in most countries. Um, in India, we don't have very clear guidelines yet, but I think uh-huh. it will probably come to, to being around the same. Uh, so you need to have consent. Uh, you need to make sure that everything that you're doing, whether it is explaining to people what genetic material means, uh, what, whether you're getting a consent for, um, you know, if you're using the consent for anonymizing the data and using it, that also needs to be there. So I think those are the kind of things that are currently exist in terms of what the laws say. Um, and also, I think in most cases, the, in the US, there is a C, uh, the clear uh, lab requirement. In India, uh, we have uh, DNABL uh, that is there. You mentioned America. Uh, is that where you want to go in the future or you want to stay in India? Well, I think the, our focus is, uh, in the beginning, is going to be Indians regardless of where they are. I, and, and and therefore, I think you know it's not necessary we would go to the UK, US, but um, you know it, it is a potential market as well. But it's not something that we are immediately looking at. Mm-hmm. Interesting. So, who's your core audience then? Is it like males or females or families? Um, who, who are the major people? Yeah. Mostly, I started off being mostly um, a lot of uh, older males, but now I think it is families. Excellent. And what's the state of the genome industry in India at the moment? Fairly nascent. I mean, it's, it's, we, were, we were the earliest to get this started. So it's, still, it's going to still take some time to um, make it necessary in all hospitals. We have a lot of partnerships going with a lot of hospitals, but it's still uh, uh, nice to have, um, you know, it's in the preventive side. Whenever you do an executive health checkup, then typically at least the hospitals we work with uh, would also have this in, you know, information. But it's slowly starting to get to a point where people at least want this product, mm-hmm. right? And it's also available. It's also accessible in certain hospitals. So I think that is, that's the level at which it is today. But it's not that, you know, insurance doesn't cover it. Um, it's, uh, it's still a little expensive for consumers. So we've tried to bring the cost down by creating smaller products. Uh, we created Sugar Gene, Slim Gene, and others, which are less than $50. Or, you know. So I think it is, um, for us, it's about, creating the accessibility of the product. So even though people can order it online, I think having it in a, uh, in a hospital makes it easier for consumers. Uh, the second is, uh, you know, if we can you know, reach out to, uh, you know, to people who need it most, which could be those where you don't have a hospital, um, it's also a possibility, right? I mean, because uh, you, you want to make sure that people who don't have access to healthcare can actually prevent disease more than than otherwise. Cool. Let's talk about you then. Um, what are you working on right now? Right now, um, in terms of coming up with new, we're coming up with new studies. Um, we're coming up with new ways to make customers feel good about what they're about themselves um, and and how they can you know lead healthier lives. But I think the I mean I, at this point I think Map My Genome consumes me in. in Looking at you know the next hundred thousand. Okay, cool. And what do you do on a day-to-day basis? I mean, how, how do you manage your day, and what what takes up most of your time? Basically, uh, talking to my team and customers. How big is the team? So we are about thirty-five people. Uh, we are um, um, 
and then and we are spread in about three or four cities, but it's not a very large team at this stage. Mm-hmm. But I think you know, it, it, I think that that's the best investment you can do of your time uh, by talking to your team uh, as well as you know getting real feedback from consumers. Excellent. And what's your leadership style like? People walk in at any time. I think before your call started, do you hear? So people come in at any time. We have a very open culture in, in, within the company. Um, but we are also uh, fairly deadline oriented. So it doesn't matter whether you're in the office or not. You, you know, make sure that things are things get done. And I think it happens when everybody believes in in what we are, what we are trying to achieve. So what excites you most about this startup? I think the chaos is nice. <laughs> so, you know, if you can you start with chaos, you get to somewhere, you've been able to make an impact. Um, because I think that's when you have the most creative ideas. When, when you know, it's a small team, it's, um, it's a big problem you're trying to solve. A small team trying to solve a big problem um, without, a, you, know, you know, without there being a ready-made prescription written for it already. I think that is the most exciting part of it. Mm-hmm. So we have a lot of first-time founders listening. Uh, what advice would you give to them? So I think one is uh, that, you know, in the end, I think uh, make sure that uh, your uh, you know, product is something you completely believe in. Second is that it, there are lots of ups and downs. And I think uh, it's about, uh, you know, have to watch your cash uh, very closely. Um, and uh, to make sure that, you know, in the long term, the vision doesn't change, but your you know, it's it, you have to be nimble enough to to change certain things about what you are doing. Uh, you know, it might not necessarily follow your business plan, but that's perfectly fine. Mm-hmm. You mentioned vision. Uh, what is the vision of the company? So our, our vision is to be able to impact 100 million people by providing them preventive, uh, preventive and personalized healthcare solutions. And how how confident are you of getting to 100 million? Uh, well, obviously, we are confident to, to get there. You know, when you start off, it always seems, um, you, you start with a few steps, but, you know, I think anyone who's got to 100 million started that way as well. Mm-hmm. So, no, I'm saying that, you know, you start with a few things, it grows, um, it grows exponentially, right? So, there's a small, the initial few years are difficult, but it does, you do, you do, you do go through that uh, process once you have all your things set up and people want the product, then I think mm-hmm. it becomes easier. Excellent. You mentioned your team before. What are your thoughts on hiring? I mean, do you go for like all-round players or do you go for people with specialist skills? So I think when it comes to somebody like a genetic counselor, you do need someone who's certified, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, but when it comes to, you know, for a startup, you need a few all-rounders. Uh, you need, you know, need someone who's not saying that I'm only going to do what is written on my job description because sometimes you know sometimes you have to go take a sales call sometimes you might have to do something else uh, so you need people who are uh, uh, one is willing to do that and second is who are good at doing that and that's why you need to get people who are um, uh, who are you know hungry and, and who are you know wanting to be able to do and wanting to learn in a new startup and do multiple different roles but at the same time I think you know when you are in a special um, in, a, in a domain area There'll be certain roles for which you will need specialists. Mm-hmm. So for us, I think you know we have a combination of the two. Exactly. But even, even the specialists sometimes um, they are they are you know they're very willing to go out there and offer their support in in many different areas. So I think that's part of what you look for in a startup. We don't want someone who's too rigid mm-hmm. because it's hard to you know it's hard to be able to go from there. Excellent. Um, what's the best advice you've ever received? I'm trying to think, but I think. Um, 
the best advice has always been that you know, grow, uh, you know instead of looking at external funding look at look at your own base of uh, you know whether it's cust- customers are always the ones who are who are your real who are the you know where the money is so you know i think the focus has to be to uh, scale your business uh, and to find out what w- will work uh, and give up those that are not working very quickly you mentioned funding. Uh, are you bootstrapping this company, or have you managed to get uh, VC money? We have got um, some money, but it's not a very large amount of money. So we raised a pre-series around last year um, of about a little bit over a million, and we're in the process of raising a second one. Mm-hmm. So you must do a lot of pitching. Uh, any advice on listeners who are going through that process of pitching? I think you know if if you, you'll find that there'll be some who don't get your idea and some who will. Um, so there's no point in wasting time in um, you know trying to sell something very hard to those who won't get it. Um, but it's always a good thing to um, you know to do the pitch right uh, in terms of being authentic and who you are, uh, because ultimately you'll have to work with them. Mm-hmm. And and therefore it's important that uh, you know wherever you're pitching, I think just be honest, be be your yourself. Uh, project the right things, and I think you know there will be the right kind of investors who are willing to invest in that company. But when you do something that's not you, um, eventually I think there'll be a conflict. So I think the best thing is to be as straightforward as as open as as you how you are normally. And I think if, if people like that style, if they like the idea, um, you know, you'll get the right investors. And I think that's very important. Last few questions: um, What are your hobbies and interests? I do a lot of strange things. Um, so I write. <laughs> I uh, even I've just published a book on poetry, okay. on science, non-science, and nonsense. Um, and I think I recently wrote about a, po- a poem on cancer. So I think um, cancer mutations. But I'm saying that so I, uh, so I do all of that. I uh, also I'm planning to write a book. I read a lot. I listen to a lot of music. I various other things. So. There are many, um, I obsess about certain things uh, for a short period of time when it comes to hobbies. Mm-hmm. But poetry has been something I've done for a fairly large time, long period of time. What should first-time founders be focusing on? Um, to finding, I think, to, uh, to making sure that, you know, whatever their business idea is, uh, reaches to their customer uh, soon enough so that they get good feedback and they focus on the product. Excellent. So, last question for people who want more information on you and your work, uh, what must they do? So they can visit our website at mapmygenome.in or they can write an email to us or call us um, anytime. So, so, if they send us an email or info at mapmygenome, they can do that. Or uh, we have a blog as well on, on the website. Brilliant. Thank you very much, Anu, for coming on the show. Much appreciated. Thanks, thanks, thanks Neil. Bye. Okay, thank you very much. Bye. <laughs> That's Anu, and if you'd like to know more, you can go to our website, www.mapmygenome.in. If you like the episode, leave a rating and review. Just search for the Indian Startup Show on iTunes, Stitcher, and Overcast. We're also on Pocketcast, Downcast, Instacast, Pocket and Apple TV. If you have any feedback on the show, please send me an email, hello at neilpatel.co, or if you want to come on the show, uh, please tweet at Indian Startup SH, or go to facebook.com, Indian Startup Show, and would love to connect. Thank you, and goodbye. <laughs>